Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On the Bubble. We've got a very interesting team on our hands. I really liked what I've, I found during my research. I'm ta- this interesting team that I'm referring to is the Bellarmine Knights, based out of Louisville, Kentucky, home of um, Jack Harlow himself, I think. Um, Bellarmine Knights went 20 and 13 last year under longtime head coach Scott Davenport. And I have, I have a few in, little interesting tidbits to bring up. But first, I'll introduce my co host, Calvin. How are you? I am just confused, man. I, I, when, when researching the school, I am just baffled because I see some jaw dropping things about this school that I had never really looked into before. So I'm excited to discuss it yeah you know i'm interested in in seeing what you found um but i'll I'll run through this team uh real real quick their last season so they had the 81st ranked offense in the in the country but the 312th best defense so a very offense uh offensively faced team i guess or whatever um played at one of the slowest tempos in the country, uh, led by a, a whole group of seniors, Dylan Penn. He's uh, he's transferring to Vermont, but he had a, an excellent year. This past year, I think like all American Sun second team. By the way, this is the second year of Bellarmine being a member of the American Sun. Uh, they had been a Division II team for its entire career, and then they finally – after just dominating Division Two, they made it into Division One and the American Sun. And over those last two years, they they've really shown themselves to be a, a really good, really uh, strong force right off the bat. They've had the, they the, a lot of their losses uh, this past year, thirteen losses. A lot of that is from their fourth hardest uh, out of conference schedule. They literally opened the season playing Purdue, Murray State. St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and UCLA. And obviously they started out 0-5. But just like like I mean, what what a hell of a way to open out the season. Literally, like just about the entire month of November is just top teams in the country. So that that was interesting. But they they finished 11 5 in their conference and ended up winning the American Sun Conference and making it uh uh, did, did they did they play March Madness? This was a, something I was going to bring up. Did they play? No, they they didn't they didn't play March Madness. Okay, good. So that sticks with the the rhetoric that I wanted to to share with you. Um, they did not play March Madness. We'll get into that. But anyways, um, Calvin, what, what what have you noticed about this team? What are some things that you found interesting? Before I jump into some of the things that I'm fascinated by. So when I was researching the school i see that they have four final fours in the last decade and they were the 2011 national champions and now this was before i had scrolled down the page and read that they just became d1 yeah. in the 2020 year 2020 2021 season but i thought that i was like how do they not have any nba players if they're this good there's must be like a team of Drew Timmies who are never going to make the NBA, but are college all-stars. But um, 
Yeah, these guys fascinate me. Honestly, their their first ever Division One game was against Duke, where they, of course, uh, were destroyed, but they kept it close in the first half, which some people don't hold that against them. But uh, yeah, I just find it very interesting how this team has, has came to be. They've had the same coach for 16 seasons now. So it's a, it's a thing of consistency, and he's obviously carried them pretty far along. So the, the two interesting points I wanted to bring up, yes, they, they crushed Division Two, but there, yeah, there's two things that I wanted to, to bring up. First is the coach, and the second is their conference status. And that I've never seen anything like this for, for both, both of these conversations. So let's start with the coach. Um, they are led by Scott Davenport. You mentioned he's coached 16 years at Bellarmine, uh, born and raised in Louisville. Now, as he is obviously getting getting older, um, they recently named his son Doug as the coach in waiting. So kind of like what um, Coach K did with um, whoever the hell is backing him up next year. Um, the Bellarmine has has walked up his son Doug to coach the Bellarmine Knights upon uh, Scott da- uh, Davenport's retirement. Uh, Davenport hasn't the elder at Davenport hasn't um, said anything that he's retiring, but he's getting up in there in age, and their the, the the process is set, their system set. So that's something. Have you heard of? Have you seen anything like this, especially for like a smaller program? The closest thing I'd say that I've seen is from Florida Southern College. It's based in Lakeland. They've had a lot of Division two success, but um, no nods towards being bumped up to D one. But, well, I mean, I, I was well, sort of referring to like the coach in waiting thing. Oh, the coach. I. You mentioned Duke. I haven't really heard of that anywhere else. Um, but I find that very interesting. I didn't. I'm sure that they might lose some assistant coaches over that who thought they were in contention for the, for the head job. Maybe. Yeah. It. I don't know. From from an outside point of view, to see that the the Davenport family is just going to lead this team, hopefully for, for many decades, decades, I'm sure Scott is probably a little bit on the younger side. Like that, that's just kind of a cool story. So I thought that was really cool. The second point I wanted to bring up was the conference. So I, I mentioned my confusion of, okay, this Bellarmine team won their conference, but they didn't play in March Madness. And so I don't know if it's some sort of role with the American Sun, like just specifically Bellarmine, or if this is something that every single new Division One team has to deal with, um, according to current NCAA rules, but Bellarmine is what has is ineligible. What Bellarmine was ineligible to play in like the March Madness postseason tournament for four years since their insertion into the American Sun Conference and D one. I don't know. I don't really understand why that is. It's very confusing. But regardless, uh, at least the way it sits right now, um, Bellarmine has like has not been able, wasn't able to do March Madness last year, and they wouldn't be able to do it for the next two years. Now, uh, Bellarmine has sub- like asked for like a, a waiver to get by this these rules because I mean they literally won their conference. Like they are good. They should be competing in March Madness. And we all know how good the NCAA is at responding quickly 
to requests. <laughs> like, I'm shaking my head. They are the NCAA is like widely known as one of the most like poorly run organizations in like America, honestly. And that's just not like me. Like I have no bias towards the NCAA. It's just like a widespread thought that the NCAA is like slow with everything, all of their investigations and all of that. So they haven't heard back about the waiver, but it, it doesn't seem like anything's really going to come through, which sucks for, you know, recruiting. So I mentioned uh, Dylan Penn earlier on the pod. Uh, he averaged 16.6 points per game last year, senior point guard, and he'll be spending his final season at Vermont, who played in the NCAA tournament. So like it's definitely, and I know Bellarmine's not bringing in any new guys, so this definitely sucks for recruitment and bringing guys over to enhance this program, which sucks because a lot of the players they have now uh, are either graduating or entering like their senior, their super senior season. So they really do need that like, like a good recruitment help. And without being in the NCAA tournament for the next two years, that really, that really stings and that hurts and it sucks. So those are, those are my thoughts. Uh, I think Bellarmine should be allowed in the, in, in the um, March Madness tournament. You know, I don't really even understand the reasons why not. Like I understand there's certain th- uh, hoops that you have to jump through, especially with a big transition, like moving into a D1 school. But eh, the basketball team is so good. Like they're, they're good. They didn't even get like, like with regards to the, those five losses early on, you know, they, they didn't even, like, they got killed by a lot of schools, but they only lost by nine to St. Mary's, right? They only lost by 13 to UCLA. And they got smacked by Gonzaga and, and Purdue and Murray State. But, like, they, like they, this is a team that can hold their own. This is a team that, over like, over the last two years has had some good college basketball players. And I we've already spoken, we've already talked about a few teams that, you know, don't really have good players. And this team does. So with that being said, Bellarmine, like if the NCAA is listening to me right now, let, let, let Bellarmine in. They haven't, they haven't hurt anybody. There's no, there's no reason to keep on with this BS. They deserve it. They've earned it over and over again. Then they don't, when they dominate D2, like, come on. I don't understand the four-year rule. I've never heard of that. You can't be mad at Dylan Penn though, man. He, I mean, he wants to play in the tournament. He wants to make himself known. Yeah, he, I don't blame him. He has one more year. Exactly. People people watch, especially NBA recruit, uh, scouters, they watch the March Madness tournament. That's how they find their players because they how do they perform under pressure when their season is on the line because you want that kind of talent in the NBA. Uh, and Dylan Penn must have those abilities, and he won't be able to showcase them if he's sitting on his couch in March. Yep. I agree. Um, well, I think we're going to start now. I told you before this episode that I've been keeping track of like players to watch. So we'll kind of Nate, like obviously we kind of find players as we talk about them that we like to focus on or, or mention. Um, but I'll mention it now that my player to watch for the team this year is, is CJ Fleming. Um, assuming, assuming now this is assuming he stays. I scoured the internet for like five minutes and I couldn't find out. He's a, he was a senior last year. It seems like he's only spent two years 
at Bellarmine. So I'm going to, and he hadn't been anywhere else before that. So I'm going to stick with um, CJ Fleming is coming back for another year. And if so, he, so, so Ken Palm site has like an offensive rating percentage. His offensive rating ranked 85th in the nation. So that's a, that's a really high number. You know, you think of like the 2000 players eligible. He, he's number 85. So that, that's really impressive. He also had, this is actually mind-blowing. He had the lowest turnover rate in the country. My guy averaged 0.6 turnovers per game over like 35 minutes. That's that's impressive. He knows how to handle the ball, not put it in the opponent's hands. Um, he He's totally a, a guy to watch for. He averaged lower his points. Um Let's see, 15 and a half points per game, shot like decent from the field, couple rebounds, couple assists. He just seems like an all-around solid basketball player. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on him. Everyone else, um, every like they're so their point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and power forward were all considered seniors. And again, I don't know who's gonna come back or not and how that's gonna work with with graduation. Um, but that's a lot of guys stepping down. That and especially with not too many people coming in with the with the issues with March Madness. I see this team taking a step back, not going to lie, as much as I'm fascinated by them and their coach who's been there for a long time, the the culture that's probably been built there, being a Division One program. I know, I know I'm on the like a little bit of a little, little rant right now, but um, it's just all of this I find really, really interesting. And... Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, this is a program that, like, I'm ge- I would genuinely say, like, I am hoping for the best. Um, I just don't know if next year is the year. They have a lot of seniors. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have a lot of people leaving. But I, I have to believe in them purely based off of faith uh, and history because they obviously have the amenities, the facilities, whatever it takes to make this team good. <laughs> The coaching staff too. David Port knows what he's doing, and he's proven that time and time again. Um, this the, their first two years in D one, they had second and third place conference finishes, I believe. In the regular uh, season, yeah, regular season finishes. So that's that speaks volumes to me, at least. I think that they should be bumped up. I think that appeal should should work, should go through. And I think these guys might be one of the next big name schools uh, on the radar, like possibly way, way later down the road. Uh, their schools, by the way, we haven't talked about this. Maybe we could in the future for the smaller schools, but their school colors are red and white. So we could call them the red bloods, you know, because the blue mm, bloods are getting. Annoying. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Calling them red, the red bloods. So uh, I'm going to Did we already did you already predict your record, Cannon? I didn't predict my record. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I have a couple little interesting tidbits about the school that I thought were interesting, a little couple discrepancies. They have the the largest college basketball arena in the state of Kentucky, which I find that fascinating because they are one of the smaller schools per se. They don't have as much as like your your Kentuckys or your Louisvilles. Uh, they do play in Louisville, but they play in a different arena with a capacity of 18,252 
that's like the average size of an NBA arena. So it's definitely an event center, but I thought that was very cool. And I'm looking right now. It's the 12th largest arena in Division One basketball. How about that? Oh, my God. P- the Kentucky people love their basketball, man. I, I'm sure no. they, they, they sell tickets. Otherwise, they wouldn't have such a big center. Bellarmine's um, awesome. I love right, them. Keep going. But uh, I thought this was cool, too. That, um, their wrestling team is the only team that is in a different conference from the rest of the athletic programs at Bellarmine. And they uh, compete in the Southern Conference, a.k.a. SoCo. Uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. They have a pretty good lacrosse team as well, but that's about it. And one last thing, the celebrities, of course, you know, if people don't know any notable alumni, I like to change that for them. And Joseph P. Clayton graduated from Bellarmine, and he is the CEO, former CEO of the Dish Network and Sirius Sirius Satellite Radio, which are pretty pretty big companies. You're grasping for straws. <laughs> you are grasping for straws. Hey man, but, um, you're gonna have the next the next NBA 75 lister coming from Bellarmine in the, in the next few years. Not gonna lie, I could it, once this once this issue with March Madness goes away, you know, I could easily see this becoming like one of the next um, mid major teams on the rise. And like it, it's funny, you know how Logan in the Austin P episode mentioned that like like in five years like Austin P was going to be a, a great school and uh, like he was BSing obviously um it's hard to determine but like like with the way things are situated at this program it's as clear as day this team at you, you mentioned this team has a, a culture of winning they 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 won division two they just they were like the top team over the last decade and now they're here in the American sun and they're not being allowed to compete. So super interesting. I really hope for the best. And I'm ready to jump into predictions. Um, if you are. I am excited and ready to do so. All right. Why, why don't you lead us off? I've done a lot of talking. All right. So, so, so these guys, I think first off, they've had kind of a cakewalk schedule this year. Although they did beat some legitimate teams, um, they also played the likes of Defiance College. Like, ew, who is that? Uh, it's it, not even a college. It's, it's, it's like a, they, they played like three not ranked schools. It's like the, uh, I don't know if these are like D2 or D3. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. Um, but they don't, they don't count for like in conference. They're, these are just like out of conference, weird like community colleges probably. Either way, I'd like to see the NCAA put these guys to the test and have them play like like a UF or or a uh, what's another good one? Like a Texas, maybe. But uh Well they did. They they put them in the first five games. I, I, I'm not saying like the powerhouse schools per se, but like those those good D one teams just to see if they can yeah, hang on. Quality schools. Yeah, okay. quality schools. Because no one's no like you're gonna like Gonzaga and UCLA have what like maybe five to ten losses per year at most. Same yeah, with Purdue. So I think those guys are are you know they get the best recruits anyways. Bellarmine Bellarmine does the most with the least, and they consistently do so. So I'm gonna put them at they they went twenty and thirteen last year. I'm gonna put them at twenty five and eight next year. 25 and 8. I'm, I'm, I'm writing going, this down I'm in going big. my spreadsheet that I'm going to do sure. from now on. All right. Um, see, see, here's the thing. 
I mentioned a lot of these seniors are presumably graduating. I haven't gone through each player and seen if they're they're moving on from the school or not. But I'm going there because four four seniors are leaving. I'm going to go on the assumption that like half of them are coming back, including CJ Fleming, just because I didn't see any like CJ Fleming, I'm declaring for the draft stuff. I'm going to assume that like two of them are gonna come back uh, and take my chances with that. Now, they're in the American Sun Conference and the American Sun Conference like sucks. They, 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 they suck. Now they beat Liberty, which was actually pretty, like, that was like probably their best win on the season. They beat Liberty and they beat, they, they beat all of the terrible teams in their conference. And they lost a few times to like some of the okay teams. Like none of them are okay, but like, like they beat, they beat Liberty, but they lost to like 260 Eastern Kentucky and 223 Kennesaw State. Like they definitely they are still lost to, this. They lost to some bad schools. Um, slow tempo Davenport offense that's going to keep going next year. We love that slow tempo Davenport offense. I think it, it's just hard because they're they're not really bringing in anyone. Like I do think they're going to take uh, like they, uh, like a small step back just for story's sake, just for like a. Uh, headline sake for this podcast i'm gonna say they're gonna go like eight i'm gonna say they're gonna go like 19 and 14 just like one loss less let me write that down 19 and 14 just because they're losing so many guys and they're not bringing in too many i still think that winning culture is going to stay i think these guys want to win everyone who's still on the team wants to win like badly to show them to show them that like they're ready to play in division one and they actually are they, they're just kind of getting slapped across the face by the NCAA which is obnoxious but you know what like I said with uh Austin, with Logan and Austin P this team is going to be good in five years and if we're still doing this podcast which I'm sure we will be um we will be talking about this team in a different light we're going to be talking about this team in the championship light I like that. I I like that a lot. I, and you mentioned the uh, Liberty game. I was going to ask, did they, didn't they make the tournament this year? So, yeah, Liberty, I guess, made the team. Or the, the wait, Liberty, which which team made the? I'm going to look this up. American Sun March Madness. Here, do, do you have anything else to add while I'm looking this up? I have, I'm actually going to change my player to watch. And I found this good recruit that they picked up from Carmel High School. Um, his name is – what is his name? Peter Suter. S-U-D-E-R. So I'm going to change my pick to that. He's, he's going to be a freshman this year, six foot four, 185 pounds. He, he, he plays defense and he rebounds. Um, and apparently he was, he was high, heavily recruited by the Mac, which we've talked about before where every team is mid, but I love, uh, I love the ace on this year, man. We've talked about a couple teams. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to change Peter Scooter. He's my guy this year. Who is he? He's a, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a recruit. Yes. He's the recruit from Carmel. Gotcha. 
Okay, yeah, I see now. Um, Jacksonville State made it into the tournament this past year. Yeah. And that's because what they did, they were 13-3 and three in their conference, even though they lost in the second round of the A-Sun Conference Tournament. This is BS. This Are you saying BS. Jacksonville University? This is, this is, no, it's just Jacksonville State. The, oh. the team the team that beat us in goddamn football. Um, yeah, that's so <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. They literally lost in the second round of their conference tournament, and they couldn't compete, in, in, and they made it as a 15 seed. That is so stupid. God, I'm going to crap on Jacksonville State, obviously for them beating us in football last year, but also for unfairly making it into the NCAA tournament. So hopefully I'll remember because this is stupid. They're not going to like our episode about them. They're not going to like it, but oh, let's close out this one. Bellarmine, we, we, we feel for you. We're, we're really sorry that the bad men are doing this to you. And we, from, from both of us, I feel like we can say that we're sorry. And we think, and we, we pray that things will get better soon. Go Knights. Go Knights. <laughs>